What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. Uh, this is just going to be a little bonus episode. It's going to be pretty short. Uh, just Angelo and I tonight. Austin, actually, uh, he, he's been on a house hunt for a little bit, and they, they finally found the one, uh, did all the fun house buying things. So. so I have a question for you. Um, with Austin buying a house that's going to have ramifications on other games are we or are you open to slash want to do a no reserves 2k no reserves 2k what do you mean just like um uploading us playing poorly yeah stuff like that like okay yeah i so this is actually really funny in full honest like transparency i was going to ask today um if you guys wanted to potentially start streaming like just not necessarily just 2k but just doing like streams because you know that's a whole nother market we haven't branched into and how would we do it with all of us stream would one of us stream how would the payout structures work that's something we kind of discuss (laughs) yeah People aren't here to listen to the logistics of... I know. That's why I'm just saying. That's just but, stuff. But so, hey, if you're listening, we might start doing Twitch streams at some point soon. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It doesn't even have to be like sports-related. Well, no. Angelo only plays sports games. That's but false. That's categorically false. He... 90% of what he plays is sports games. Um, it's still probably categorically false, but I, that's I, cool. We'll break it down after the episode again. People aren't here to listen to logistics. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do a bonus episode this week because if, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that the Celtics are on the verge of making history. Uh, game six, Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics. Uh, it was an interesting game. It was an interesting game, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but that's the majority of what this episode's going to be. Um, just a little random NBA tidbits. Um, Scotty Pippen. He has started a weird feud, and it's one-sided so far, but that might change. Basically implying that Without Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan was nothing. Like Scotty thinks that basically he carried the Bulls. Um to the point that Scottie Pippen said Michael Jordan was a horrible player. Yes. Uh, as someone who is not a believer in the greatness of MJ. Um do you agree with Pippen? Okay, so here's my crazy take on it. He is, to an extent, right. For this reason and this reason only. MJ did not have any playoff success, really, prior or after Scottie Pippen. Now, I think the stuff that's saying MJ wasn't a great player before before Scottie 
that's completely bogus. I don't think MJ had matured and learned how to continually be successful until Scotty got there, but I don't think Scotty was that catalyst. I think he helped, and I think he is a big part of why MJ won six rings, but I don't think like to d- dismiss MJ. I don't, I wouldn't go that far. I would say like, just from an outside looking in, yes, it looks like MJ was not nearly the as successful as he was without Scotty. Do you think that this all stems from the fact that the last dance kind yes. of downplayed Scotty Pippen's role in those bulls teams? Yes. 100%. Do you think there's just frustration here. 100%. Do you think he actually necessarily believes these things, or is it just, you know, he's upset that MJ basically made him look like more of the sidekick than what people even thought he was? Mm-hmm. No, I think I think there's definitely some hard feelings going that way, and I think he might have over-exaggerated his statements because of those hard feelings, but I do think deep down he believes that, you know, without him, MJ wouldn't be known as the greatest player of all time, and I, in some ways, agree with him, but I don't think, I think he took it a little too far. I think he's, I think he's a little bit too in his feelings. I just don't, there are players that transcend the game mm-hmm. whether we like them or not i think to call him a horrible player no is where you lose all validity like i no. for the vast majority of his career have despised lebron james but i would never once call him a horrible player i think during his prime he was a bit of a baby and would you know try to sell calls that weren't there but to say that he is a horrible player would just be insanity. Um, outside of that, there's actually really not a lot going on in the NBA right now. We're all kind of still reeling from Game 6 last night. Um, yeah. There are some free agent rumors, uh, roster personnel changes. There's a lot of rumors like that going on. I just don't really want to touch them until we get to the off season because so much can change between now and um, mid-June, early July. Um, so we'll talk more about that as we get closer to the draft, free agency, the moratorium, all that. So Angelo had to be up early for work, so he missed the game live. I will say that this was one of the stranger games because it felt early on like Boston was going to run away with it. With it. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it felt like Boston was going to run away with it. Miami brought it back. Mm-hmm. It Boston came out after the half and it seemed like they had put the pieces back together and they were going to, you know, run away with it again. And then just towards the end of the game, it just got so close and grindy. Um, so Austin and I were in a party together watching the game. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, and I regret doing this, I had to go to the restroom. So I got up, went pee, all that fun stuff. And as I'm washing my hands, I've got the game, like, 
the box score pulled up on my phone. And I look down as I'm washing my hands and it says uh Heat one oh three Celtics one oh two and it says two seconds left and I'm like, ah oh, well, that's the game. Like that's the series. Like Boston didn't come back. As I'm washing my hands, all I hear is my name start being screamed from the TV. <laughs> so to come back and find not only one, Marcus Smart took the final shot, which is just, yeah. you, you've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Derek White, um, so many players on this team that could take that shot, and Marcus Smart's the one to take it. And I'm not taking anything away from Smart. He had a decent game. Uh, he had 21 points, 7 for 15 from the field, but 4 from 11 Four for eleven from three. Uh, he he was shot chucking, but all of the Celtics really were. Uh, Tatum was zero for eight from deep. But to hear that Smart took the final shot was kind of jarring. And then to f- watch the replay because that was when the replay started was after I asked Austin what happened, and to see Derek White basically one touch the ball towards the rim like there's drills in like soccer where you're trying to control the ball after um it's been in the air and you try to drop it on a spot in front of you using your foot or your chest or whatever and you try to hit that same spot um that's what it reminded me of because it was just so quick and at first i wasn't sure that he had got it off on time um But one one of my friends just actually a minute ago um, texted me a picture and it said D White place at D White time because Derek White. I don't know. I do you think after this kind of loss because that was deflating. Do is there any chance? from a realistic point of view for the heat to go to the garden and come back from something that embarrassing, because not only have you blown the three Oh lead, you just got beat at the buzzer by Derek white in a closeout game at home where Jason Tatum shot over eight, where Jalen Brown shot over four. What are your what are your chances if you're Miami? Caleb Barton drops 30 and Duncan Robinson drops 20. And in the garden? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I, I, I can't, like I said, I was never fully off the Boston. I said I was likely wrong, but I was never fully off my pick of Boston. They realistically should not be like, there's just so much momentum for Boston right now. It's crazy, but I don't know what about Miami, but they always seem to be in these spots where they're not going to do it. Right. And then, and then they end up pulling it out. Like if, if you told me this was going to be like a grimy game, the full, the whole way there was going to be very limited whistles and Miami ekes it out. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I fully expect Boston to win, but I mean, 
It would it wouldn't be the craziest thing my Miami's done this playoffs. Um In that same vein, and I guess we'll revisit this after the series concludes because that will put spin on the concept. Mm-hmm. This has to be the greatest buzzer beater you or I have ever witnessed, right? Like, pretty up there. The the most important. I can't think of one. Like the Kawhi one, sure. But to be down three zero, and this is what your game tying win looks like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're not wrong. I just don't see a world in which a team that is relying on Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and Caleb Martin, and Dun- the ghost of Duncan Robinson, um, relying on those players to go off is a legitimate threat to the NBA Finals, and if they do make it, I think we're in for one of the most boring finals. Just because, again, I don't... The reason the Heat were in this game was Jason Tatum shot 0 for 8 from 3. Jalen Brown shot 0 for 4 from 3. Like, if you look at the shooting splits, the Celtics shot 43%. Uh, the Heat shot 39% or 35% from the field. But when you flip it, the Heat shot 46% from three. The Celtics shot 20% from three. So th- that's kind of what I've been saying. Like, I'm not going to take anything. Like, I'm not meaning any disrespect here. But the Heat have been at the right place at the right time. Because it's not so much that the Heat have played stellar basketball, it's that the Celtics have played really, really mid-basketball for the past couple weeks. Um, so, Side note, Marcus Smart was in negative 10 and Fox plus minus. Would you give Boston a better chance to overthrow Denver than Miami? Oh, absolutely. I don't think... I think if the Heat go to the finals, I think it's over in five. I just don't, like, the Heat do not have the weapons to stop the Nuggets. And I know we've been saying that, but the Nuggets are not struggling. They're not getting taken to six and seven games. They are running at full cylinder. It's just, it's a whole different beast. I think the Celtics, if this is their moment of figuring things out this was uh turning the corner for them and i think going into the finals they are in the best spot they possibly can be um but so do you think I feel like we've talked about this. I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or if it was just a, like, conversation. If this is the Celtics winning, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it for Jimmy Butler? Like, you're down 3-0, or you're up 3-0, and you can't close out. 
how can you call yourself Hemi Butler anymore? How can that be a thing? <laughs> and after this, he's going to be 34 next year. He is. He's not getting any younger. Kyle Lowry, contributing piece, is going to be what, 38? 38 or 39. So, this has to be the end of this Heat team if they do not make it. If they make it to the finals, sure, maybe they run it back, but as we've seen historically, Jimmy Butler will probably leave. Um, as you know. difficulties in running from them. Uh, I have enjoyed seeing Duncan Robinson play basketball, though. Yeah. It, just, it, it reminds me of that bubble season. He's not at that same level because Duncan Robinson in the bubble was... Bites out. He he earned the money that he got paid. It's just it, he, he was a one-trick pony, and once he got figured out, now he's one of the most overpaid players. But to see him actually on the floor again and... He still is a great shooter. It's it's fun to watch. Um, Adebayo, 4 for 16 from the field. That's scary to me, especially moving forward if you're about to go against Nikola what, Jokic. What did you think about Adebayo point center? I mean, I've always supported that. He's done that on and off throughout his career. Yeah. Because um, he's basically... He's just a really big... Small forward is the way to look at it. He has handle. Um, he's got foot speed. I I don't think he's got the vision necessarily to be a point center, as we've lovingly called it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't mind it. I think it's a good change because, <laughs> realistically, he's probably better than Gabe Vincent as a point guard, but that's because <laughs> Gabe Vincent. That more highlights my concerns with this roster as a whole and how we have to say, oh, Caleb Martin, that's he's going to be the game changer. Caleb Martin should not be your game changer. If Caleb Martin is your game changer, there's a problem that you need to fix. Um, so, yeah, do... Do you see this team sticking together if they lose here? Ooh. In. Ooh, man. Probably not. I think they have to. They have to make some kind of adjustment if they lose here. I think. That. Um... Yeah, I don't know how you blow a three-zero lead and not make a major adjustment. Yeah. I think I think honestly they've gotten the most out of the roster, but yeah, they got they got blood from a stone here. They did, but yeah, I think not... you you need to do Eric Spolstra the service and get him talent because honestly, I think with even just a slightly better roster, they would have closed out this series. Okay, so we, so we I, know this, I know it wasn't in the podcast. We were we were playing NHL and we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um so Celtics or Heat, they blow a 3-0 lead. Yep. They get beat. So they essentially get swept, right? Because they Reverse won three swept. games and yeah. then so 
is there a realm where Eric Spolstra no longer has a job after? I don't think so. I don't know how you can justify that. I mean, some I mean, players as as an owner or as someone making that, unless Eric Spolstra wants to step down himself, but as an owner, how can you look at Boston's roster, look at your roster and go, yep, we should have won that. I, I, I just. But when you've got players that have some pretty extreme and colorful egos and you're the owner, does it not fit to then say, no, this wasn't Jimmy's fault. This was Spolstra's fault. Like, Spo, get out of here. Like, there, there's an optic side to it, too. Even there is. Realistically, we can say, you know, Spolstra didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> the, the roster was who it really was for the past three games and potentially the last four games. So I, I could see a world in which Spolstra is no longer the coach. Um, and I could see obviously significant roster changes because there's no way Pat Riley is looking at this team and going, you know what, this is the team we want because we can sit here and say heat culture and you just have to buy into the heat culture. And that's all we care about is heat culture, heat culture, heat culture. Mm -hmm. But someone has to consistently be able to get you a bucket. And if that person is only Jimmy Butler, you're not going to make a legitimate run. Do you think that this playoff series gets – this is actually going to be a pretty long list of players. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, <laughs> or any of the supporting players that honestly had probably no right of be, of Like, just, just – I, I remember, like, watching and just seeing a shot of Max Struess next to Tatum, and I was just like, I, I don't know how this – happened but do you think that it gets these people paid maybe more than they're pro than they're worth homie that's not even a question because yes yeah. <laughs> as, far as i'm as far as i'm aware as of last season yeah so as of last season Timothy Mozgov was still collecting a very generous NBA contract. Uh, Matthew Vladova, uh, Austin's favorite player of all time. If you have a good playoff run and like there's like a fan service there, Austin Reeves is a good example. I think Austin Reeves has been very good, but I would like to see it consistently over a year or two before I'm shelling out a major contract. But the problem is someone will give him that major contract. So you have to give it to him because um, otherwise he's just going to go somewhere else. Yep. I think that also is going to happen with the Gabe Vince's or Gabe, Gabe Vincent's and Max Drews's of the world, because it's what have you done for me lately syndrome? And we are all guilty of it, but for sure they've had good playoff runs. Is that who they really are? No, but they will probably get paid more than they should be based on their production. Um, I don't know. That's 
really all I got until tomorrow. Uh, this episode should are we are we publishing this tomorrow? I hope. Yeah, because our 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 official episode just posted today at six a.m. So yes, we'll be po- this will okay. this will come out tomorrow this at six a.m. Before the game, so this will be before the game. So yes. We might do multiple bonus episodes this week because we're going to have to... Well, no, I guess we... It depends on when uh, the finals start. Because I want to get an episode out before the NBA finals. And I think that might be before next Sunday. So it starts June 1st. Okay. Uh, So that is three days from now. Um. So yeah, well, you you get an extra episode this week because I do want to get an episode out before the final start. One for predictions, but two, I want to wrap up this series um, because right now we're making assumptions about the fact that these Celtics basketball is a game of runs, and they are on one, and the Heat are on the other side of it, and the Heat also just had one of the most deflating things that can possibly happen to you happen to them. So, and this really does benefit the Nuggets because when was the last time the Nuggets even played basketball? They have been resting and getting ready, and whoever wins this series, because they play tomorrow, which is the 29th, we've got the 30th, the 31st, and then we're right into the finals. They're not getting a lot of time to recover from a seven-game series. Um, So the last time the Nuggets played was a week ago. They last played on the 22nd. So there's a a huge benefit there for the Nuggets to, you know, heal up some of those bumps and bruises that come with playoff basketball. And that'll definitely play into my predictions. I don't know if it will yours because I don't think you get into as much the meta side of things. Um, We'll see. It depends who wins this series against Boston and Miami. We I might alter my pick if Miami isn't there. We'll see. I I'll get I'll get there when I get there. Interesting. Choice of words. Uh but yeah it feels like this is the most exciting it's going to be, unless it's Celtics and uh, Nuggets. So we might be at the end of it. I'm at the point, and I don't know if maybe like, this is weird. I'm so ready for the off season, and I get this way every year because I'm not. We, we get to a point where I'm so used to basketball every single night because we have the regular season and then the early rounds of the playoffs. You, you have teams playing every night and to be at just two teams playing every other night every three nights whatever i just want to get to the off season so i have more to follow because right now nothing's going on in the nba besides the these playoff. two teams fighting for the spot to play the only other team left and once we get to the end um I guess I I guess I get more joy out of the playoffs than you do because to me the playoffs are if not everything then most of it. I 
I mean, the finals are the most important part, and I do look forward to the finals. I'm just, this year, for whatever reason, I'm just, I think it's because I don't, Celtics and Nuggets, it makes sense for them to be there, but it's like every team that I was like, oh yeah, that team's going to make a run, just eliminated early, so it feels like one of those weird seasons where I'm just like, well, screw it. Well, well looks like he should have had Miami and uh, Lakers, because they made the runs. I, uh, I don't know many people besides Lakers and Heat fans that had those picks. Me. I'm ta- I'm going back to like preseason, <laughs> not preseason. Uh, oh like, yeah, yeah, like before the playoffs started, like when we were in round one. Me. You did not have the Heat in round one. You're right, I didn't. Yeah, I know you didn't. I don't know. I don't remember. Did you have the Lakers in round one? I don't think you had the Lakers in round two. I picked the Lakers in every series except the one they lost. Well, that's all I can think of to talk about tonight. Uh, really just what a shot by Derek White. I know it was crazy. All right. Well, then. Let's get let's bring her home. Let's get her out of here. Short episode tonight. We just wanted to get something on the books here. Um so yes, you will have another bonus episode and it will be a longer bonus episode and hopefully we'll be able to get Austin in here. And we'll just follow up on the closing out of that series and then looking forward to the finals, which I'm also ready for the finals, because that does mean we get closer to the off season, which means the draft, and I'm just ready to see Wabanyama play basketball in the NBA. I think that's part of my like hype for this off season. Yeah. Is I know that the NBA changes this year. Melo just retired. LeBron's flirting with retirement. Uh, I think Luca takes a step next year. I'm just excited for next season. It's a changing of the guard. We're seeing it in all sports. Like the Blackhawks in hockey don't exist as the Blackhawks anymore. Like all of their players are either gone or retired, and that's a dynasty that you know we grew up with. So that's kind of feeling like that's what's happening in the NBA as well. And I don't know if there's like a similarity in football or baseball or whatever, but there there's a changing of the guard happening, and I'm excited for it. It already happened in football with Mahomes, Allen. Oh Brady. yeah, that's that's true because like Brady retiring. And... Yeah. So. Um, it's an exciting time to be alive because now we will be arguing with kids that these are the players they grew up with and we'll be like well back in my day oh don't remind me Uh, this could be a prelude to maybe a future conversation for a future episode but uh, something I have been thinking about lately is a lot of the top players or what people would consider the top players historically are Great offensively and great defensively, correct? Correct. That's how I, I, I we had that conversation yesterday in regards to Trey Young. I think. Yes. So this isn't about Trey Young, though. No, no, no. I'm so not. um, I think the the best player, like the first player, I think of when I think, you know, is a top player but isn't great on both ends is Steph Curry. Do you think that is going to hurt? Luca's chances of maybe cracking this is this is way down the road, but Luca cracking like top three all time. 
So, I don't know. Because I think it might. He has some room to grow, but it's not like he's a... It's not like it's impossible, yeah. Well, it's not like he's a problem on defense. So... Because Luca is a he's a serviceable like I'm I'm not gonna say oh he he should be on an all defensive team but he's a serviceable defender, um, at least compared to a lot of other point guards. I was talking about this with at work today with someone, um, where the point guard position is so weak defensively that I think a lot of guards get away with it, and I don't think it's held against them because that's just like we talk about positionless basketball. But the point guard in today's NBA is not really asked to be a defensive stopper, except in certain instances, like the Drew Holidays, the Marcus Smarts of the world. But the more I've been, because I've been going through my list, because we are going to do our top players for each position um, of the season. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. The more I was going through it, the more I realized, like, there's just... It's hard. The tiebreaker for me in a lot of situations was the defensive acumen, and it's just not there. Mm-hmm. It, and that's not a slide against them because, again, they're they're not terrible defenders, but there's not a lot of really solid defenders. So I think that Luca has the potential to be game changing in a different way than Steph Curry because Steph Curry changed the NBA. He changed the whole like field of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um. Luca could do that same thing because Luca is such a complete player with the exception of defense. He's an elite rebounder, elite playmaker, and he can go drop 50 on you and not even break a sweat. Um, And so that's why I think it will be, if he keeps up the same production, it's he'll, he'll be a top five player, maybe top three. Um, We'll see. I, it's I, it's I, something I, I we'll know when we get there. Yeah, and and that's we're talking like fifteen years down the road, bro. Like, oh yeah, I know. He could come back next season, lose a bunch of weight, and suddenly be, you know, a defensive player of the year candidate. Like, you never know because he's got the size for it. It's Trey Young is five foot seven on a good day. Yeah, not five foot seven, five eleven on a good day. Um. Size plays such a crucial part in defense, and Luca has the tools. It's just he hasn't thus far needed to use them. But with those players, they're able to make the reads. Um, so we'll see. Um, it's I think Jokic is a player that by the end of his career, we're definitely going to be dating, debating top five. And that's kind of crazy to me to think about is that in a 20 year span, we potentially have seen, you know, LeBron, Steph, Giannis, Luka, Jokic. Like these are players that we could legitimately be debating in the top five. Well, already there in the cases of LeBron, but yeah. and maybe even Steph. Steph, if he's he, if he's not there, he's really fucking close. Yeah, he's he's top ten for sure. Yeah, and again, he he literally changed the NBA. 
not just the NBA. I keep saying the NBA. He changed basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we will have another episode up either the day after. No, it won't be the day after. We will have an episode up at some point this week before the mm-hmm. finals start um, as a bonus episode. It'll be another short episode. Hopefully this one was short. I have kind of lost track of time here. I normally have a timer running, but yeah, just a little short filler episode just to fill the gaps, and hopefully Austin will be with us next time because Austin is lively when you and I are not, and I can I don't know if you can hear it, but I am exhausted, and I'm sure you are as well. Um, But that's all the time we got. So join us later in the week, and then again on Sunday. Uh, Follow us on the socials, all that fun stuff. Leave us a like, subscribe, comment, those fun things, and we will see you later.